Radio 6B on a Monday, December 4th, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. Glad you're in. Glad you're a part of the show. As always, weeknights, Monday through Friday, 8 to 10, right here on Real America's Voice. Lots to do tonight. Want to welcome in the boys. Slick Rick will be here in a little bit. David Zier, back from his big weekend in Iowa. We'll talk to him. He's going to do some news. And, of course, Rick Delgado, off of his weekend of doing, well, who knows what, <laughs> will be doing news as well. Mr. Delgado, uh, how are you? you? Do you really want to hear about my weekend? Spent five hours at T-Mobile trying to get four phones transferred over? No, you oh, don't. Oh, man. <laughs> so we won't talk <laughs> about that. That sounds uh, almost as good as David Zier's day of dealing with the, with a town with a township today on on building stuff or whatever. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I was listening to that too. That sounded as much fun as I had. Yeah. Mister <laughs> uh, Zier. Yeah. I Go did ahead. learn a new term called uh, magonomics, which was kind of cool. That's a good one. I never heard right? that. Yeah. I never heard that before. So we got that. And where, to look where did you to. Uh, Where did you hear this from? I I heard it floating out there uh, with people talking about it. I don't okay. remember who. I just heard Is it. Is Maganomics supposed to compete with Bidenomics? <laughs> I guess so. But people are, you know, Bidenomics, everybody knows what Bidenomics means. It means you're broke. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Broke back poor. better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, very good. Uh, David Zier's here, and I'm gonna, David. I'm gonna give you some time here. Obviously, as we start, first of all, how was your, how was your weekend? How was your travels? Tell me about Iowa. Um, and tell me about uh, what the feeling on the ground is. We talked about this before you left. Give me the, uh, give me the rundown. I love Iowa. I love the people of Iowa. <laughs> we love Iowa. Rav's very popular in Iowa. Uh, we had six B fans outside. Uh, it was uh, crowded. How many? Matez- How many six B fans? Well, I only did. <laughs> uh, I on only one. did about you know ten or fifteen conversations uh, with people outside. But you know everybody knows us. They know you guys. They love Rav. They turn it on in the morning and they don't turn it on until they go to bed. That is the most common theme. They just have cut out all the other stuff, and they they love Real America's Voice. So that was really encouraging. And Trump didn't pull any punches in his speech, as usual. You know, he confirmed that he's not taking anything for granted, even though he has a 25, 30-point lead. He has his foot on the gas for the caucuses, and he reminded everybody that he's got 2.5% low mortgage rates under him. It's triple that now. Gas was $1.87. And he said the American dream is a dead dream. D.C. is a capital under the Dems. Uh, D.C. as a capital is a disaster under the Dems, and he's going to clean it up so it could become, you know, a national treasure instead of a dump. Uh, and uh, right after he said, if you sympathize with jihadists, uh, you're not welcome in our country, um, the Paris stabbing at the Eiffel Tower happened just within minutes, him saying that. I thought that was interesting. Um, and he had great humor as usual and connected with the crowd and, uh, you know, the rest of them are vying for second place. It's a hot, you know, uh, state right now for politics. Uh, it was in Lynn County, which is a Democrat county, but Cedar Rapids went Republican. It is the home of Archel Daniels Midland. Uh, it's the home of PMX Metals. They make the inside of coins and stamp out metals. General Mills, Whirlpool, they got some great companies there. PepsiCo and half and, and it's the largest processing of corn in the world in Cedar Rapids. And half of it goes towards ethanol, and I'll get into it later, but, you know, there's these pipeline debates which uh, were prevalent on the ground. And I interviewed, um, you know, uh, Trump's senior campaign advisor there, 
uh, Bobby Kaufman, who's the 82nd rep, and he fights for people's private property rights. And I have a background fighting for property rights and the Fifth Amendment for people where the government, government comes in, takes your land, and doesn't compensate you at fair market value. Very important to the farmers there, so they're afraid of that. Um, but overall, uh, it was great. Um, you know, 57%, like I always say, of the voters are religious. 44% of the evangelical voters expected to go to Trump. And he has two new ads. One of them has Kim Reynolds uh, oh, yeah. praising Trump uh, in it, <laughs> which, was, which was a lot of fun for him. And, um, you know, that's what's going on in, uh, do, in um, Iowa. Do people there and do the Trump people there actually think that he's up 30, 40 points and not more like maybe 10 points, which is probably closer to what it is? Do people on the ground and to the Trump people there, and I don't know if you spoke about this with people, but do they actually think they're up 30, 40 points in Iowa? Well, all of the polling indicates about 25 as an average, right? Des Moines Register, which has been historically pretty accurate. Uh, you know, it's been going on for 75 years or so. Um, I think it's going to tighten up. I think that um, DeSantis got a little push from the debate, maybe. Haley's spending a ton of money. I don't know if it's going to tighten up that much. I still think Trump wins by double digits, um, unless something spectacular happens. You know, this is a month away. This is 41 days away. So Trump does have a commanding lead, and nobody has a better ground game than him. You have to remember, he's been collecting data since 2015. It's his third caucus there. He's got a lot of boots on the ground. He's not going to make the mistakes he did in 2016 there um, where he lost to Ted Cruz. Um, this is uh, probably very much his to lose at this point. All right. Very good. Um, we'll talk to We'll do more news with David Zier. Obviously, we'll do news with Rick Delgado. Slick will be here to do sports. We'll recap the, um, we'll recap <laughs> the odds makers. And um, as I posted on my social media a couple of times, at some point they'll start to listen and learn. <laughs> I don't want to point anybody out who might be in the control room directing the show. When we talk about games, might want to listen to me once in a while, but mm -hmm. uh, we'll recap. We'll it, recap the <laughs> real because you can't just say that and then move on to another topic. Can you at least give us a clue as to which game you might be <laughs> might be alluding to? Just give us one well, in particular. Well, no, I mean. <laughs> Just give us one in particular. I mean, Aaron, is there any games that... <laughs> I mean, there's two in particular that come okay. to mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, is this two that I lost uh, that you told me not to go with those teams, and I didn't uh -huh. listen to you. Yeah. So there's okay. that. I did think of you last night when I was watching the Chiefs, and the Packers oh, just kept scoring and scoring oh, and scoring, yep. and Pat Mahomes was just not doing anything, and I was like, I'll bet Damon is going to be mad at me tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Because I would have went for an the pro. If I listened I'm to you, I would have went for an help. I'm just trying to help. That's now, exactly now, right. Now, just is that the reason help. Slick Rick isn't here? Is he licking his wounds? Yeah, is he he's trying mad. to recover? So he will not be in. I'm joking. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes, very possibly he may not be in. So, all right, so we'll get to, we'll get to all that. I want to start. I was going to, a bunch of places I was going to start. Obviously, we could start Biden and, and Comer today and what he came out with. But I think, um, I think where I want to start is a little more important, and it may not seem important on uh, at least at first glance. And I've talked about this on the show before, but now it's Tuesday, it's tomorrow morning, um, and that is the U.S. Supreme Court case, the oral arguments that the Supreme Court will hear. Um, Charles and Kathleen Moore. Have, I don't know if you guys have heard about this case, but they are going to go make oral arguments in front of the Supreme Court that are going to basically argue about this provision 
uh, of the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that they believe and they say is unconstitutional. And I'm reading now from David Catrone in the American Spectator today, and he says, this is not some kind of inside baseball case that only the compulsive Supreme Court watchers uh, should care about. If the justices rule against the Moors, it will supercharge the government's confiscat uh, confiscatory powers by enabling them to be able to tax unrealized income. And we've oh, talked about yeah. this before. Yes, we have. Yes, remember this? Yep. Taxing unrealized income. This goes in front of the Supreme Court tomorrow morning. This is going to affect everybody who's listening to me speak right now, not just investors with large stock portfolios. It would, in theory, permit the IRS to tax an increase in the value of your home, in the value of a painting you may have up in the attic that was given to you, the value of anything you hold that could go up, uh, a Steinway piano, a Rolex watch, a... Um, like yeah. I said, painting, a violin passed down through the family, anything you could think of that could go up or down, uh, uh, besides obviously the obvious ones, your home, your stock portfolio, your this, mm -hmm. your that, they could tax what they believe is the increase on this, whether you have actually sold it or not. It is called the Mandatory rep Repatriation Tax, the MRT, and, a, and, the, and the, the two people who are bringing this case have a 13% stake that's owed to them in a company that supplies low-cost equipment to small farmers in India. Now, the Moors, the couple who are bringing this, has never received income right. from the stock because the company reinvests all the profits back in the business. So they hold a 13% stake, but they have never seen a dollar from it. Now, historically, the IRS obviously hasn't taxed you know, what shareholder earnings uh, until you actually receive the dividend. Or obviously if you sell the stock for some kind of capital gain and then you're taxed at the capital gain rate, whatever that happens to be. Short term, I think is like 28%. Long term, I think is around 15%. So these people's, um, the Moors received a $14,000 tax bill on their share of company profits. Now, again, they've received no profits. They've sold no stock. They've gotten no dividends. They sued the government on the grounds that the IRS violated the 16th Amendment. They lost in federal district court and in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. The Court of Appeals concluded that the realization is not a print. Now, just think about this. I think the Ninth Court of Appeals, I think, is in California, but I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. The Ninth Court of Appeals concluded that realization, meaning actual seeing of the money in your account or whatever, is not a precondition for income. And so the Moors could be taxed on unrealized gains in wealth. <laughs> that rationale is not limited now to the Moors or to the particular tax which the court applied in their case. Rather, under the Ninth Circuit's analysis, any investor could be taxed on their unrealized capital gains in your Vanguard funds or in your stock portfolio. Homeowners could be taxed on their unrealized capital gains in their house or on land that you own. 
To grasp the significance of more versus the U.S., it's necessary to remember that the original Constitution didn't even permit income tax. Article 1, Section 9 prohibited direct taxes on individuals unless um, apportioned on the basis of the population of each state. And this goes through a whole history, which we don't have to go through, but, and you, but you get the idea that this, this, this oral argument is tomorrow is something that everybody should be paying attention to because you know the Biden administration and the Democrats are, are going to be paying very close attention to it because the Democrats and the Biden administration um, dream of the day that they can somehow apply unfettered taxing authority to what they do. So this is an yeah. absolutely huge case. It may be the scariest case that the Supreme Court is going to hear. If I can find the oral arguments tomorrow, I'm going to listen to every word of it and report back tomorrow night on what happens. But this is a big, big deal. Yeah, Supreme Court could have to refund $300 billion to 400 companies. All right, just getting started live from Studio 6B News Sports. It's all coming up on a Monday night. We're back right after this. Seventeen past the hour on a Monday night. Glad you're in. Hope you all had a great weekend as well. All our friends in the Getter chat are watching on RealAmericasVoice.news. Wherever you're watching or on the Real America's Voice app. Of course, if you haven't downloaded that or found us, we're pretty much everywhere on Roku TV. On their uh, Roku TV channel, of course, we have our own app on Roku as well. Uh, Apple TV, Amazon Fire Stick, wherever it is, you can download the app. No reason not to. Plenty of ways you can watch us, 8 to 10, Monday through Friday, right here on Real America's Voice. And, of course, you can watch David Zier and Breaking Point every Saturday morning, 8 a.m., as well, right here on Real America's Voice. Slickster is in the house. Slick Rick, first of all, how are you? How was your weekend? Good weekend, Big D. How are you? Very good, very good. Uh, what did you do this weekend? Anything exciting? Well, I watched a lot of football, I'll tell you that, but we decorated the holiday tree, and I also hosted our Main Street uh, Christmas tree lighting with Santa Claus on the fire truck, and ah, it was unbelievable. We had like about 400 people, 350, 400 people came out. Slick Rick was there as the MC in uh, full glam glitz. <laughs> Somehow I'm not surprised. Did you get on the microphone? I was that was the microphone. I was the only mouthpiece there. Besides little okay. Mr. and Miss Holbrook, I brought them up. And of course Santa, he had to count the tree down and tell everybody how naughty I am every year. Yeah, of course he had to tell everybody that, you know. <laughs> now I'll bet you guys were able to secure the tree so it didn't fall over like the White House did, I'll bet. Oh yeah, come on. What do you think this is here? I'm no joke. <laughs> <Biden. laughs> okay. All right, very good. Uh we'll do some sports here with Slick in a second. I just want to finish from David Catrone's piece in the American Spectator about this uh, Supreme Court case. Um, he says the Democrats and Biden are so worried about the outcome of this case, Moore versus the U.S., that they have demanded the recusal of Justice Alito from the case. Of course, these demands are utterly frivolous 
Uh, nonetheless, Alito responded with a four-page statement explaining why recusal was inappropriate. He devoted particular attention to the absurd claim by little Dickie uh, Durbin there that he should recuse himself pursuant to a couple of Wall Street Journal interviews and summed up, summed up thus by saying, quote, for these reasons, there is no sound reason for my recusal in this case and in accordance with it, uh, the duty to sit, I decline to recuse. All of the sound and fury surrounding Moore versus the U.S. is by no means an indication that it signifies nothing. The Biden administration, congressional Democrats, and the corporate media are not satisfied with the hidden tax that they've imposed on all of us via high inflation. They badly want to foist a wealth tax on every American. The irony here is that former President Trump and the Republicans unwittingly handed them a powerful weapon when they included this MRT in the 2017 Tax Cut and Jobs Act. Consequently, we find ourselves once again, depending on the wisdom of the Supreme Court to save us, a thin reed to lean on under the leadership, quote unquote, of Chief Justice John Roberts. If this makes you uneasy, this case, well, it's well-founded. You do not have an irrational fear. Well, you so. know, Damon, right now it's only for foreign investments and, um, you know, these people never took their profit. They just rolled it over. And um, this was put into place to, to uh, deter people from deferring, you know, profits forever for offshore investments. But, you know, how far is it until they start doing what you said, you know, your piano and gains and other types of ventures and real estate and gains without actually forcing a capital gain tax, right? You never sold it, but now your house is worth 300,000 more. When, you know, when will they cross the line and apply it to that? I guess it's a slippery slope. Yeah, the day after they, uh, the day after this case goes <laughs> yeah. the wrong way, that's when they'll do it. So, all right, um, more on this maybe a little later. And uh, there's been a lot of takes on this case. This, this case is gonna be a very big deal starting tomorrow with oral arguments. So like I said, try to pay attention and listen to what we can, find what I can and report back on how I think it goes. and. We'll see, but it's going to be a big deal. So, all right, let's do some sports. Sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Use our code LFS6B if you shop there. It'll save you up to 66% off at checkout. Slick Rick, what's going on? All right, Big D. Well, I got the rodeo coming up, but not till December 7th. So that would be on the 8th. We got the Wranglet National Finals starting this weekend, Big D, in Las Vegas. So we'll have a full recap. That's about almost a full week, a little over a week's worth of rodeo. So be good to get that back under our belt. Right now, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals at 5-6, and six, Jags at 8-3. and three. Um, Down in Jacksonville, the spread on that game is 10. We should do an odds makers on that. It's just underway. I think Cincinnati has the ball midfield just about two minutes into the game. So, Aaron, are you going to make a pick on that game? Do you have a number on that? Of course I'm going to make a pick. Go ahead, I'm go going with it. the Jaguars. I don't think that the uh, the Bengals are going to do anything without Joe Burrow. I feel like their season is slipping away. And the Jags are at home. It's their first Monday Night Football game since 2011. So they're going to be fired up to take the win. Yeah. I, uh, I have to agree with you, but for the sake of the show and to keep it interesting, I'll go with the Cincinnati Bengals. I'll take the points. Even though I'm on the road, I'll take the 10. The Jaguars are a good club. I do think they'll win the game, but Cincinnati makes it a little tighter. Because you know what? What seems like it's going to be isn't often what it is in the NFL lately, and uh, that's for sure. sure. So uh, I'm going to take – I'll take Cincinnati tonight. Give me the 10. I hope Jamal Chase has a big night, but uh, we'll see. I think uh, – obviously, Jacksonville's making plans to, to get to the pro season, and yeah. Cincinnati – 
pretty much making plans to see where they can pick up on defense in the draft. So mm-hmm. uh, that's the dichotomy there. But, uh, yep, all right, so you got the Jags and I got Cincinnati. Big day. Uh, let's get to the uh, – well, we got to recap the odds makers. That ought to be interesting. <laughs> I don't know if you'll do it all here. I, I was in my car driving here. I did chime in in the chat. I heard Delgado over here, Dolly, Ma- Dolly Parton here. Oh, 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 I'm already coming in. I'm here. I'm in. Hey, just I'm, checking, I'm just in. checking there, Absolutely. Mr. Holbrook host. Go it's ahead. the holiday season. hoop de doo hickory dock. Yeah. I got a lot of parties to get very That's happy. my story. So, um, and uh, I heard Big D as well. Who, Big D, is the Masked Singer still on TV after the first season? <laughs> Is this, is this the only thing you're going to continue to go back to? Oh, no, I got plenty of others. I'll, I'll pull out some of the games over the years that you had locks on. But uh, let's get to the wow. – <laughs> we've been around a long how, time. How are, the locks I had, how are the locks I had this past weekend, which is all that counts? Well, yeah, you did good. Oh, yeah, it's always at the present. I get it. I was, no, you, you were good with that. Absolutely, no <laughs> oh, question. I mean, Florida State pulled it out. But other than that, Georgia, how about the dogs? I cannot believe oh, they lost that game. That was a what an game. upset that, that was. was Alabama. Painful to watch. Jalen Milrow. Yeah, well, number eight, Alabama gets in there. And, well, the dogs, I'm going to have to take my helmet off, put it back on the shelf now. Um, unbelievable. So we'll see what happens with that. Bama's going to run into a buzzsaw in Michigan. The line on that's only a one and a half for that game, though, Big D. Number four, uh, Bama going into play Michigan. And then number three, Texas will, of course, play Washington. Uh, actually, uh, Washington is, uh, has been a good team, too, this year at number two. They, were, they had a big win as well. So Oklahoma State 49-21 over, uh, t- excuse me, Texas 49-21 over Oklahoma State. Wishful thinking because I had Oklahoma State plus 15 and a half. But, uh, no, absolutely. I mean, you look at how they're playing right now. Uh, uh, Qu- Quinn uh, Ewers with an unbelievable day as well. So, uh Ah, that's so much for that game. And let's get to Georgia. Uh, we're all about that. Jalen Milrow had a big game as well. Two touchdowns. And, uh, wow, what an upset. 27-24. No, I don't think anybody saw that coming. Except maybe Big D. He had the, he had the line there. I know. I, I know. You had it. You had it. <laughs> you said the dogs are going to bark. I said, really? The dogs are going to bark? I said, the odds makers don't think the dogs are going to bark at five and a half. No. I tell you, the tide was high and Alabama's moving on. Thank you, Deborah Harry. And uh, <laughs> to, to say that. To, to, to Lane and SMU. The green wave, it was more like the green wave uh, in the toilet because they did not play well at all. 26 to 14. SMU, Mustang Sally, not Mustang Sorry. I stand corrected. My big mouth shooting off on Friday. I, I was wrong, and I'm humbled on that one as well. Florida State, boy, a lot of rumblings. I got a story coming up. A lot of the government officials are not happy about Florida State getting snubbed for the final uh, four championship there. So, uh, <laughs> Well, I know. I mean, you, know listen, you can't send a third-string quarterback there. I know. The government <laughs> officials should go worry about something that they can actually and they know anything about or could maybe try to affect. And college football is not one of them. Get out. Oh, they pulled that one out, though. That was a, they, 16-6, barely won that game. I'll recap the NFL in my next sports segment, though, Big D. And uh, congratulations, Nostra Damon. You were good this weekend. <laughs> That's a wrap. <laughs> Studio 6B, more sports with Slick. News with Delgado all coming up. We get back right up to this.
Radio 6B on a Monday, getting a new week started. Glad you're in. 30 minutes past the hour. Slick Rick just did sports. He'll do some more before the end of hour one. David Zier is going to do some news coming up as well. Aaron and Fran holding it down in the big room as always. But let's do some news first with Rick Delgado. That news is brought to you by our friends over at 7Cells, 7Cells.com. Use our code LFS6B at checkout, 20% off. Great stuff for your health, for your skin. Uh, check it out, 7Cells.com. Rick Delgado, what's going on? All right. Well, a disturbing story here, Damon. This is something that came out at the end of last week. I wanted to get to on Friday. I didn't have a chance. But this is a disturbing headline nonetheless. Um, and and it's interesting because we had talked about this when this whole attack happened. Israel-Hamas war. Um, Israel knew Hamas was plotting attack for over a year, according to a 40-page document outlining the plan. Um, yeah, believe it or not, Israeli officials had viewed the Hamas October 7 plan for a terrorist attack over a year before, according to a report. This was published in the New York Times. Military and intelligence officials dismissed the plan as aspirational, the outlet said, and thought it would be too difficult for Hamas to carry out. The document reviewed by Israeli military was approximately 40 pages, nicknamed the Jericho Wall. It outlined the specifics of the Hamas invasion that killed 1,200 people, the deadliest day in Israel's history. Hamas followed the plan outlined in the document with precision, it says here, following the instructions of the document that called for a barrage of rockets, drones to knock out security cameras, machine guns on the border, and gunmen to flood into the country. It is not yet possible to determine whether the plan had been fully accepted or how it would be manifested, the military assessment read. It's unclear whether Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu also had a chance to review the document, the report said. Um, But disturbing uh, nonetheless that, you know, and... Because we had talked about this when this happened a little while after it happened. It seemed like how could they have pulled this off without nobody knowing about it? Uh, and it turns out they kind of knew. They just didn't think it was possible. So I don't know. I don't know how that strikes you. It's, uh, uh, it doesn't strike me at all since an outlet that uh, denied the Holocaust is yeah. printing it. So I'll have, to, uh, I'll have to wait for something else. Well, it's also coming from the New York Post. It's kind of kind of going both ways there. Um, this story, and, and I know you, you kind of, you, you kind of touched upon this. All right. You were teasing it the whole show. Uh, three months after she testified as the Democrat star witness on January 6th, Cassidy Hutchinson, remember her, um, submitted significant changes to statements and information she had provided in transcribed interviews to the house of representatives dating back to February of 2022, according to an errata sheet reviewed by just the news that was kept from the American public. The 15-page long sheet uncovered recently by uh, Representative Barry Loudermilk includes significant changes to Hutchinson's account of key events in the Capitol riot drama, including what Secret Service vehicle transported Donald Trump to the January 6th rally, whether guns were at the uh, D.C. rally that preceded the riot, and what she knew about a meeting where Hang Mike Pence chants were allegedly made. The sheet contained a digital signature from Hutchinson approving the changes, and legal experts said the errata sheets for congressional witnesses are common, but usually are limited to technical or typographical errors. Uh, The experts who reviewed Hutchinson's sheet dated September 12th of 2022. It 
it says it, it appears she made material changes to her stories. It said these aren't corrections. These constitute entirely new testimony that sub that should be subjected to cross-examination. This according to a Harvard law professor, Emeritus Alan Dershowitz, as he was talking to Justin News after receiving the memo. Um, Robert Charles, former staff director of the House Oversight National Subcommittee during the 1990s era into the Clinton and Whitewater sandals, said Hutchinson's errata were unlike any he had ever seen in his career as a lawyer and could become an issue in in future criminal trials in Georgia and D.C., where defendants like Donald Trump and others face January 6th charges. So the story goes on. You can read more about it um, again on John Solomon's Just the News. Then again, Damon, you you kind of teased this. I guess you, you did did a deeper dive into this, right? Well, I just saw what John, I just saw what, you know, I, what was John on Thursday? And he said that yeah. on Friday that he were going to release it. I saw it come out. He sent it to me actually early before they posted it. And I read it. And uh, listen, she uh, she lied like everybody else. And she uh, she built the story for that made-for-TV Salem witch trial bogus nonsense that we all had to uh, had to deal with. And Liz Cheney making the rounds this weekend on the Sunday shows is, is unwatchable and nauseating at the same time. The length that our uh, media, which is why you all despise them and should appropriately, are going to carry her water. Yeah, and Trump wasn't I mean, it's, even it's in the car. Disgusting. Trump she's, wasn't even in repulsive. the car. Yeah. Now is that is that what she's uh, she changed her testimony to? That Trump well, she wasn't even in I the think car? she changed fifteen pages of testimony, but the 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 fact that she she said Trump was I think it was in the beast and you know, tried to jerk the wheel and grab right. the wheel. Oh, that's right. He tried to carjack. Well, the yeah. Secret Service agents were all, you know, prepared to testify against that. So, Yeah, exactly. Delgado. Yeah, he was he was so used <laughs> to getting into he was so used to, and to getting so comfortable in D.C. He tried to carjack his own car. <laughs> the Secret Service. Because <laughs> you got to fit in. You know, like when you're in Rome, do it, you know, the old deal. The same thing. Yeah, exactly. Ridiculous. Uh, one more here. And uh, but this Cheney also- is Cheney is Cheney is so nauseating and, and just repulsive as a human. She goes on these what she goes on these stories, these Sunday shows. And you can't like you can't vote for Trump and be supportive of the Constitution. You have to make a choice. And if he gets back in power, he's not going to leave all of this hyperbolic I almost swore BS. <laughs> and of course the media, oh, oh yes, oh yes, oh, oh yes, a tough decision coming up here. Like I, it's just so ridiculous. You know, Damon, if he I wins, think- he's gonna be president. If he doesn't win, he's not. Shut up, Liz Cheney. <laughs> well, she said there's a new story from a few hours ago that Trump will not leave office if he's elected to a second term. Or yeah. third term, if you well, they said that the first time, and too. says voting for him may mean the last election that you will ever get to vote in. <laughs> yeah, if we even get to vote, yeah. because uh, I don't know. I think that I think they're going to pull some hokey pokey next year. You watch. oh yeah, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Oh yeah, what, what kind <laughs> what? of hokey pokey? Hokey pokey, you know? Oh, uh, 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 oh, we might have to go to war. We have to suspend the yes. uh, suspend the uh, you know elections because it's too dangerous. Uh, things won't be secure. It's not the most secure election anymore. Or the C word. There could be know. there could be a, a cyber attack from yeah. from uh, Mars or Venus, and they're going to take us out with a sunspot. Uh, you won't be able to vote because, and even though the voting machines aren't even supposed to be hooked up to the internet, duh. Uh, but that's okay because according to them, it, it, it that's what's going to happen, and you won't be able to vote. Don't worry, uh, because uh, I mean, look what the look what the Democrat Party is doing now anyway. 
they've cut off. Did you hear about the the Florida? Um, what do you call it? The Florida primary. Uh, they they won't let anybody in Florida just uh, vote for anybody else but Joe Biden. So they've 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 canceled. I guess their uh, what do they call it? The, the primary in Florida. I guess they cancel it. This wouldn't be the first time. So they cancel it. Well, so so y- you don't have the the guy from I guess Illinois or Michigan. They Dan, took it away. Bernie Sanders was destroyed right. in 2016. Right. They, you can't vote for anybody else. Biden is considered the winner of the Florida primary. He's going to get all the delegates, and that's the way they're going to run it. And if you don't believe it, the, uh, we we've seen this before. We've seen yeah, this. Movie. There's no primary. The party right. only submitted his name. Yeah, they only submit nobody else. He's running unopposed in Florida. Yeah, that's how they set it up. So, anyhow, you want one more since we're talking about uh, yeah. old Joe? All right. This one also coming from Just the News. And I think you actually uh, teased this a little. Joe Biden began receiving monthly payments in 2018 directly from his son Hunter's business, according to these documents that uh, James Comer has decided to show. Let's hold this one because we're going to do this at the top of the hour because we got video from Comer today and we got a story from – well, everybody's got it, obviously, but we'll get into the Comer video at the top of the hour. So uh, let's wait to do that till then. So and we got Crazy Town as well today, not from today, but I think it was over the weekend. Biden had the um, <laughs> Biden had the next nominees for the um, the Kennedy Center honors. <laughs> and um, well, you know, given given Joe people to talk about that he doesn't know anything about, even though he acts like he knows like their songs or their All their right. lyrics or things like that. We know you get moments like um, what was the <laughs> what's his favorite song, Delgado? Uh, uh, she's the one. You're the best. You're, no, you're the best. Yeah, That's you're right. The best. You're the yes. best. <laughs> yeah, so we've we've got a few, almost a few. You're the I best moments today, <laughs> as Joe tried to talk about Dion uh, Dion Warwick. Oh, um, the Bee Gees. He had no idea which Bee Gee. It's like the Beatles. He had no idea which Bee Gee was there. Anybody from the seventies? Only basically. one alive, right, Barry? Yeah, yeah. Only one left. Um, That's it. Yeah, he thought all four were there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Billy Crystal. Um, and then um, Fleming, the, uh, the the opera singer girl, who's, she's fine. Um, oh, but yeah, so that's coming up in Crazy Town. That's a doozy. Um, but let's right now, let's do some news. So we'll do some more news with Delgado. Right. Top of the hour, we'll do the Comer story. But let's do some news with David Zier. Mrs. Zier, just back from Iowa, as he told us. But uh, lots going on in his life. What else is going on, Mr. Zier? Well, I just want to play this clip of a Sky News anchor saying Palestinians in Gaza don't have electricity, and he has an Israeli Defense Force guy on, an officer, uh, saying different, and they cut the interview short. Check this out. I think this is cut number one, uh, at least on my end here. I'm just sorry, Aaron. Very quickly about that digital map. You're telling people where is going to be targeted next. People don't have power to power up their uh, mobile phones. They haven't got Wi-Fi. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think you and all of your viewers saw our hostages being paraded through the streets as they were released to Israel over those seven nights and hundreds of Gazans holding their phones, videoing them. So clearly there's enough power to power their phones when they're parading our hostages throughout Gaza. Now that same power to their phones will be to get the maps, download the maps, look at the flyers, and don't forget, we're not only giving those... I'm so sorry. We are out of time, but we appreciate (laughs) your comments this evening. <laughs> wow, he didn't even, he didn't even try and lie and go. Oh, we have to go to a yeah. hard break. 
Yeah, so that was yeah. uh, that was bold. But uh, I wanted to just play a quick clip of uh, Chinese illegals cut number five. Oh, yeah, yeah, so I saw, I saw this earlier. This is footage at the border. I don't know where along the border. I just wanted to point out because I had more footage of, you know, nobody's from Mexico, <laughs> right? So, um, you know, I have, I have another clip here uh, somewhere that I didn't send in today of, you know, and, and like Ben Burkwam always points out, everybody's from Mauritania, Senegal, Ghana, uh, you know, Africa and uh the likes so very few people coming in from mexico any uh you know probably the same amount coming from mexico as costa rica guatemala salvador nicaragua um but uh mostly coming in from the 150 other countries around the globe so hey hey aaron real quick can you replay that again from the start <laughs> i just noticed something when, when they're panning the group look at their backpacks it seems a little uniform doesn't it they all seem to have the same backpack I didn't pick this up on that. Got, you know, this guy's got a suitcase, but most of them have that black backpack situation. Black right backpacks pretty aren't black backpacks pretty common. <laughs> well, I mean, so so are so are Asians coming in from uh, Nicaragua and Mexico. That's very common. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I, mean look, I get that, but I'm just asking on the, I mean, what do you see like in the backpacks? Were, I mean, they I'm, look, just saying, that one's good. I'm just saying it, it looks like they were hooked up. It's like, here, you guys are going to carry these in. They're given provisions. I don't know. All right, more tape analysis when we get back live from <laughs> Studio 6B. on a Monday night. We'll do more news here with David Zier in a second. Paul Nolan's New World Sausage says black backpack, black SUV, black helicopter, just another day at Delgado's. <laughs> what? Aaron, run that back one more time. I think I noticed something. I think the sand under all their feet is the same color. Let's take a look at that again, I think. Oh, look at that. Uh, you could be right. Mm-hmm. See that? Is, uh... Picked up on that right away. <laughs> I know. See, you see, it's the little details like that that sometimes slip by people, and they yeah. don't realize what's going on here. I'm just saying. Okay, okay very good. What? Uh, if you notice anything else, let us, let us well, know. Do you let want us to know. Oh, I won't say anything. What? What, what are you going to say? <laughs> no, I'm not going to say it. Okay. Somebody All right, let's that. do some more news with uh, David Zia. What else is going on, David? Uh, a lot going on. Uh, James Carville said that Mike Johnson is worse than Al-Qaeda. I think I have that as cut number three. Uh, check this out. Mike Johnson and what he believes is one of the greatest threats we have today to the United States. When I'm talking about the Christian I know these people. <laughs> They're clapping. I'm a Christian nationalist. That's absolutely. This, the is, this is a, this is a, a bigger threat than Al-Qaeda to this country. Speaker of the House, they got probably at least two Supreme Court justices, maybe more. Right? Don't kid yourself. And, and people in the press have no idea who this guy is, how he was formed, what the threat is, and this is a fundamental threat 
to the United States. It is a fundamental. They don't believe in the Constitution. They'll tell you that. Mike Johnson himself says, what is democracy but, but two wolves and a lamb having lunch? That's what they really, really, really believe. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. You know, he totally demented. Uh, so you know, crazy. Carville is, a, is, I tweeted this earlier today too, Carville is the perfect example of the hard lurch left, communist lurch to the left of the Democrat Party. Because when when Carville and Mary Matlin yeah. used to go on IMUS back in the 90s and even the early 2000s, he was nowhere near nope. as radical as he is now to say something so asininely stupid and and it is so it's so nauseating to listen to some to that kind of analysis if you knew somebody or anyone who was alive during 9/11 or anyone who knew someone in one of those buildings or someone who knew somebody down there or somehow touched by that day uh, i think disagrees with this clown's analysis i don't even that i don't even somehow think you, you don't even have to go back that far go back to october 7th you know, if you want to, if you want to see the ideology he's talking about, that's you know, it's it's there. It's I mean, right he references Al Qaeda. That's my only point. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's beyond disgusting. Uh, it's affected everybody in my life, uh, including myself. So uh, he's an ass. That's all I got to say. Mike Johnson and the Christian white white nationalists is that what he said are a bigger yeah. threat yeah. to yep. to us than Al Qaeda. Right. This, yeah, is, this is this is Carville in a and, pink Marines hoodie. And speaking of Al-Qaeda, uh, if we go to cut number seven, this is the Paris uh, Palestinian leader. Uh, we're coming for the West. This is incredible. وفجور وشذوذ لهذا فهم يحقدون على النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يا مكران الزم حدك That's not too scary is it <laughs> If you close your eyes since you can't understand it it almost sounds like uh <laughs> 1930s uh, Germany yeah, I mean, we could blow that up, but uh, that's that's incredible uh, what's going on in America. And, um, yeah, I have more clips for you guys. I have more news for you. So I just thought everyone needs to see that because this is not going to go well. <laughs> yeah. All right, very good, David. We'll do some more news with David Zier here in an hour or two, of course, with Rick Delgado as well. A couple other things I want to get into. We'll get into James Comer at the top of the hour, the video and the stories that were out today on what the uh, the uh, undersight, oh, no, oversight committee, maybe some would call it the undersight committee, given that we get a lot of nice stuff from them. We get a lot of talk. We get a lot of videos, but uh, not not too much more than that. But uh, we'll get into that. But right now, let's do some more sports. Sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell and My Pillow. 
Uh, hope you're doing your holiday shopping and trying to support Mike whenever you can. Use our code at checkout. It'll save you 10 to 66% off. All the great stuff at Lindell's if you're shopping for the holidays. And remember, if you do use our code just to say thank you for using it, we'll send you free merchandise from our live from Studio6B.com store. You can pick out something if you use our code. Send us your receipt showing that you used the code, and we'll send you uh, free merch. Slick Rick, what's going on? All right, big deal. Let's finish recapping week 13 in the NFL. Big game, game of the week. 49ers go to Philly, and what do you know? They blow them out 42 to 19. <laughs> Unbelievable. The Brock Purdy, four touchdowns. Nine is back in uh, midseason form, looking good. McCaffrey was unstoppable, and uh, a bit of a shocker there. I thought the 10 and 3, you know, going in uh, that the uh, Eagles were going to be the t- I mean, sorry, 10 and 1. I thought the Eagles were, were a lock. I had Eagles in Kansas City yesterday at brunch. <laughs> By nine o'clock last night, nine thirty, I said, "Whoa!" After after that upset in uh, in Green Bay as well. So forty two nineteen. You took the Niners. You took the Niners on the show last Friday for the because you said I'm going with your. Uh, you said to me, "I'm going with your theory." How are they favored? Well, I, I did. I, that's why I went with them. But I didn't expect it to be a blowout like that, Big D. I didn't expect the 40. I thought it was going to be a tight game, maybe a f- touchdown or a field goal. But, man, that oh, was— that's why they that's why they were favored. Yeah, no question about it. That uh, that that theory that you have there, Big D, you're onto something. <laughs> you know what? You can smile, Damon. I know you're holding it back. You want a, you want a no, big smile. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I thought because he said I had the Eagles in Kansas City, but he didn't have the Eagles. He took right. San Francisco no, 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 on the I show. Had, well, but I, I had I had the – well, I listen, I took San Francisco because I was rooting for them because it was good for the Cowboys. To be honest, with you, I really thought the Eagles were going to win that game, and I had the Eagles in Kansas City going to the dance, which still very well may happen. I mean, we don't know. they got five more weeks left. But uh, it was a very interesting change of events, and that's the NFL. They say that's why they play the games on Sunday. Speaking of that, the Browns went to SoFight, take on the Rams, had all good hopes for the Browns. Oh, no, it was a brownout. 36-19, they lost. Uh, really, not a great game. Flacco was at the quarterback. Flacco, the sacko. He, the, the highlight of his game was this when he did the safety dance. Shout out to uh, Men Without Hazmat Suits from back in the 80s. Great song. But that's all he did. Uh, Flacco did not play well at all. Two touchdowns, one interception. And uh, what are you going to do there? Texans over Denver. Rick, Denver finally lost. The five-game winning streak is over. Wilson had three picks. Wilson Pickett. That's it. That's that's his nickname for that game. Uh, 22-17 there. Texans on a roll. And the Kansas City Chiefs, I think they got rooked on the non-pass interference call at the end. I don't care what the cheese had said. That guy was hanging over all over him like a cheap suit on a hot summer day down in Miami. I mean, that was ridiculous. But, uh, hey, Green Bay won the game. Hats off to them. LaFleur, I believe, now is 16-0 at home in December with the Green Bay Packers. So they're going to be a tough out, and they're going to make some noise. Jordan showed everybody the love. He had a good game as well, real good game there. Good performance for that young man. Three touchdowns through the air. And uh, let's get back to the college, Big D. If we got one minute real quick. Committee is trash. Florida politicians erupt after undefeated Florida State gets snubbed from the college playoffs. Warner Todd Houston a bright part. The NCAA shocked college football by leaving undefeated Florida State out of its college football playoffs. And now some state lawmakers are demanding answers <laughs> when the NCAA <laughs> college football playoffs. Like, ah, who cares? But anyway, <laughs> bottom line is they're not, they're not silly. With Jordan Travis 
out as the uh, QB for Florida State, they're not going to be much competition for a Michigan, a Washington, or even a Bama that slid in there after that big upset over Georgia. So I think I think that's they exactly made, right. They made the right picks. They made the right call. Uh, but of course, DeSantis is up in arms. They're all up in arms. They wanted an investigation. But let's be honest. That's why you have a selection committee. I think eventually it's going to go more to an NFL type format playoff where they'll probably maybe we should inform the Florida lawmakers to look at the current spread for the Florida State Georgia game that they ended up with. If they're if they're ready to be in the final four, why are they 14 point underdogs to Georgia if they're so close to the other four that they should have been in over the SEC championship Alabama? No, no chance. And that's what there's no chance they got it wrong. No, they right. Hour two coming up live from Studio 6B. from Studio 6B on a Monday, December 4th, 9 p.m. on the East Coast. Glad you're in. Real America's Voice. Delgado's doing news. David's here sitting in doing news as well. Slick Scott Sports. Aaron and Fran holding it down. Hour two. Make sure you follow us on all our social media at LFS6B on Twitter, on Getter, on Threads, YouTube, Facebook, pretty much everywhere. You can find us live from Studio 6B at LFS6B. Make sure you visit us over at live from Studio 6B dot com where you can find all of our clips all of our shows all of our news all of our merch everything over at live from studio 6b.com make sure you sign up as a member over there as well lots to get to here in hour two i want to thank um rich birchall for sending me the link to tomorrow's um oral arguments for more versus the united states so I'll be pulling that up tomorrow morning to listen to those oral arguments on that case we talked about in hour one. Uh, lots to get to here in hour two. Paul Godfrey today in the blaze, why Nikki Haley would be a disastrous choice for the GOP. The fact that he even had to write this is surprising. <laughs> As if we all don't know, it's not 2004 anymore. Uh, so we'll, maybe we have time, we'll get to some of his points. But let's start hour two by getting to James Comer and the Oversight Committee today. Hunter Biden sent direct monthly payments to Joe Biden from bank account for Chinese money, Comer reveals. And, and, and I see lefties on Twitter today. Specifically, I saw Geraldo Rivera. So you got to take it from where it's coming from. But <laughs> Geraldo says, oh, a whole $1,684. Oh, my God. Real Comer's. Maybe they should just shut down the committee as if to just pawn it off to say, well, because the amount is whatever it is, that somehow right. oh, it's no big deal. Yeah. Like, or we're uh, wasting our time. Yeah. Or what are we doing here? I mean, I, I thought we we heard when James O'Keefe revealed in one of his uh, in one of his stings, uh, you know, it only takes 10 grand to buy a senator. Right. And didn't Biden say he never did business with his son? Right. So. Yeah, which of course is the point. The point is this 
this firewall, this 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 firewall that we keep hearing from the White House and from Corinne Jean Pierre and from Biden himself when asked from Peter Ducey and others that he know and in the debates against President Trump. He knows nothing. He knew nothing. He saw nothing. He's this guy's the smartest guy he's known. He never had anything to do with any of these businesses. So if it's sixteen hundred dollars, sixteen million dollars, or or sixteen dollars, what it proves, Geraldo, is this guy is knee deep in this kid's business, and he's a liar uh, to boot, and the whole family's a liar, and they continue to peel back the onion little bit by little bit to build the story, and just because it doesn't fit your sensibilities. Or what you seem to, uh, you know, think like we have to have some smoking gun picture of him. Uh, you know, the the texts are not enough. I'm sitting here with my father, and you know, <laughs> next to me, and you know, all that doesn't matter. But oh, it's only sixteen hundred dollars. He says today on Twitter. Well, James Comer says Hunter Biden sent his father monthly payments from the bank account he used to receive money from Chinese business associates. I mean, that sentence alone is enough. Hello? We're talking about the former vice president of the United States at the time. We're talking about someone who's been a senator for his entire life. We're now talking about the current president of the United States as we have every enemy around the world on the move uh, as they sense and smell weakness uh, from this um, curmudgeon who sits in the Oval Office, unfortunately. And that statement alone is not enough to get you going, hmm, oh, I think it should be. Here's Comer today, cut one, Aaron, in the video he put out, and then I'll finish this story, roll that. President Joe Biden claimed there was an absolute wall between his official government duties and his family's influence peddling schemes. This was a lie. President Joe Biden claimed his family didn't receive money from China. This was a lie. President Joe Biden claimed he never spoke to his son, Hunter Biden, about the Biden's family's shady business dealings. This was a lie. Now, Hunter Biden's legal team and the White House's media allies claim Hunter's corporate entities never made payments directly to Joe Biden. We can officially add this latest talking point to the list of lies. Today, the House Oversight Committee is releasing subpoenaed bank records that show Hunter Biden's business entity, Owasco PC, made direct monthly payments to Joe Biden. This wasn't a payment from Hunter Biden's personal account but an account for his corporation that received payments from China and other shady corners of the world. At this moment, Hunter Biden is under an investigation by the Department of Justice for using a Wasco PC for tax evasion and other serious crimes. And based on whistleblower testimony, we know the Justice Department made a concerted effort to prevent investigators from asking questions about Joe Biden. I wonder why. The more we learn, it appears the Justice Department was trying to cover up for the Bidens until brave IRS whistleblowers came forward and a federal judge rejected the sweetheart plea deal. Payments from Hunter's business entity to Joe Biden are now part of a pattern revealing Joe Biden knew about, participated in, and benefited from his family's influence peddling schemes. When Joe Biden was vice president, he spoke by phone, attended dinners, and had coffee with his son's foreign business associates. He allowed his son to catch a ride on Air Force Two at least a dozen times to sell the Biden brand around the world. Hunter Biden requested office keys to be made for his office mate, Joe Biden, in space he planned to share with a Chinese energy company. 
We've revealed how Joe Biden received checks from his family that were funded by the Biden's influence peddling schemes with China, no less. The House Oversight Committee continues to investigate Joe Biden's involvement in his family's domestic and international business schemes at a rapid pace. We will continue to uncover the facts and provide transparency about the findings of our investigation. President Biden and his family must be held accountable for this blatant corruption. The American people expect no less. Yeah. So, and if you go over to, I mean, many people have it. I think John has it at Just the News, but I happen to be looking at the Daily Caller. They have the ACH authorization agreement um, here between the Oswasco PC and Joseph R. Biden, Jr. And it says here a payment from September 2018 that was released by the Oversight Committee appears to be a $1,380 expense, the same amount. Hunter Biden owed his father for reimbursements related to a Ford Raptor truck, according to an email from his abandoned laptop archive, first reported by the Washington Examiner. Hunter Biden's Ford Raptor appeared to be insured by, well, guess who? Joe Biden, according to a New <laughs> York Post report of Hunter Biden's bills based on the, lap the laptop archive. Comer subpoenaed Hunter Biden and his uncle James Biden's personal and business records in late September after the first impeachment inquiry hearing for President Biden. He released bank records November 1st, showing how funds originating in China resulting in a $40,000 check to Joe Biden in September of 2017. A Chinese firm sent $5 million to Hunter Biden's firm Hudson West 3 in August of 2017, shortly after he established the business entity with a Chinese business associate. Hunter Biden proceeded to wire 400,000 then to a Wasco PC account and 130,000 to another one of his corporate accounts, according to the bank records. Next, Hunter Biden provided 150,000 to Lion Hall Group, James Biden and his wife, Sarah Biden's business account. James and Sarah Biden put 50,000 into their personal account and then sent a $40,000 check to Joe Biden, the records show. The check to Joe Biden is classified as a loan repayment, and the White House has said repeatedly the check was for the purpose of paying off a loan. A bank investigator later flagged the money sent to Hudson West 3 and redirected to Owasco, according to an email Comer disclosed last week. Hunter Biden made just under $1 million from the Hudson West 3 arrangement in 2017, according to his failed guilty plea. Uh, with the Department of Justice for two tax misdemeanors. He admitted in court to making money from the Hudson West 3 arrangement and direct payments from Chinese infrastructure company CEFC before he, his plea deal imploded. Special counsel David Weiss continues to scrutinize Biden's taxes and reportedly subpoenaed James Biden with assistance from a California grand jury. Comer subpoenaed Hunter Biden and James Biden in November to have them appear before the Oversight Committee for closed doors depositions, and I believe that's coming up later this month. So, I mean, it may not be good enough for Geraldo, but the um, the pieces just continue to build here, folks. Yeah, well, when you, when you're talking about Geraldo, it looks like he he needs a certain amount of money to be uh, sent or, or paid off to count as a bribe. Um, you know, you, he he probably demands a certain body count too for somebody to be considered a a, a threat to to human life. Oh well, how many people did they kill? Did he kill three or did they kill three hundred? If they only kill three, they're not that bad. That's that's Geraldo's thinking. 
You know, that's that's the way he puts it in, in context. Meanwhile, it, it just proves that what we've known all the time is that Joe Biden is, is, is and his family are scumbags and they can be bought off very, very cheaply. And they have been for decades now. We because, might not. Uh, yeah. Because he is the product. What he offers is is the product they're paying for. They don't they don't build hotels, they don't build golf courses, they don't build widgets, they don't build anything. All they do is offer access yeah. and influence. And that's what he offers. Oh, can I scam this in? Can I scam that in? Oh yeah, we'll get you some secrets. Oh we'll we'll grab some uh, some classified documents. You can pick them up in my garage. They're parked next to my car. That that's what he offers. And that's we should really do a deep dive. Let's ask him. Hey, how did you how did you buy those five houses on that crappy salary you've been picking up from the Senate all these years? Yeah, and the events in the Ukraine may have never happened if it wasn't for the Bidens. And Trump got impeached over one phone call, and here we have mountains and mountains and mountains of data, uh, and they still won't do anything. So, nope, nothing ever happens. Anyhow, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. Again, the problem with all of this is where, where does it lead to? You know, Comer keeps coming out with videos and they keep peeling back the onion and I get they got to do the work. I get all that. But, you know, the public is going to grow weary of this if they haven't already. In the end, what is the result of this? What the, we, the Republicans can't even impeach Mayorkas. Uh, they can't even I mean, they can't get on the same page with with nearly anything. So the more we peel back the onion here and the more little drips and drabs we get, of their crookedness, which we all already know, the question becomes, where does this lead to? Biden well, won't even be running by the time they get to it. <laughs> so, I'll, exactly. I'll throw, this, I'll throw this out to you, Damon. You know where it leads to? Think about what you did last weekend when you unplugged. That's what most people are, you know, that they don't know what's going on. But when they start to see this stuff, this is where it leads to. It's the court of public opinion. That's that's what we have. We can't get justice in a real court right now because uh, of the corruption that the Democrats have installed. But, you know, getting the truth out there, letting people see it for themselves and go, wait, that's, you know, that's wrong. And I know that's wrong. They got to watch Rav. Yeah. That's the problem. The thing is, we got to just keep pushing it out there, pushing it out there. That, that, that That's what I think. But if you want to rewind the tape, we can look at some, you know, backpacks. <laughs> All right, live from Studio 6B, coming up, sports and news with David Zier, Rick Delgado, and Slick. He's got sports coming up right after this. over your um, over Bidenomics and your savings and inflation, well, it might be a good idea to diversify your savings with physical precious metals while stockpiling silver. There's an idea in your home safe. It's Birch Gold Group's most popular special of the year now through December 22nd. 
For every $5,000 you spend with Birch Gold, they'll send you a one-ounce silver eagle coin for free. Just text America to 989898 to claim your eligibility now. You can purchase gold and silver and have it shipped directly to your home or have Birch Gold's precious metal specialists help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold for no money out of pocket. And they'll send you free silver for every $5,000 that you purchase. Keep it for yourself or give something with real value as a stocking stuffer this year. Just text the keyword America to 989898 to claim your eligibility now with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Thousands of satisfied customers. Now is the best time to buy gold from Birch Gold. Text America to 989898 and claim your eligibility for free silver on qualifying purchases before December 22nd. All right, 18 past the hour, live from Studio 6B Crazy Town. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, Joe Biden has the Kennedy Center honorees who are going in this year at the White House, and he did a little, um, well, you know, they put them in these positions. I don't know how well they think it's going to go, and they give them a teleprompter full of stuff that he knows nothing about and doesn't, you know, doesn't know these people, never listened to their music. He can't read. He can barely stand up. It's just not a recipe for, it's just a recipe for, well, crazy towns, which is great for us, but bad for the country, I guess. It's embarrassing. So we'll get to that at 930. But right now we'll do some news and sports. We'll start with sports. Sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Use our code LFS6B when you shop there for the holidays. It'll save you a great savings. Plus you can get free merch from us. Uh, if you don't know how to do that, by the way, we have it all laid out in a news article at livefromstudio6b.com. Go to news and look for the article on the holiday promotion. It gives you step-by-step -step what you have to do. Slick Rick, what's going on? Now, Big D, did you say he honored the Bee Gees today? Is that what that's what we would, one of the Bee Gees? Uh, one of the Bee Gees is being honored, Barry? yes. Yeah, Big Barry. Barry. Wow. Well, I guess or, or, let me, uh, as as Joe said, Billy. <laughs> You gotta be kidding. Well, that's because he's barely staying alive. That's another story. Well, that's because Billy Billy Crystal was also there. Oh, Billy Crystal. So, I mean, again, it just there was just no chance that any of these. I mean, you know, Billy, Benny, Billy, Benny Hill would. You know, it just no. <laughs> Benny the Jets. No chance. <laughs> Forget the Jets. Billy, Billy Baru. Oh, yeah. Billy, 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 oh, Billy, Billy. Yeah, that was the only one missing. <laughs> Billy, Benny, whoever. <laughs> this would be beaut. I can't wait. <laughs> All right, let's get to some sports. Big D. Well, International Ice Hockey Federation to mandate neck guards after that. Of course, that bad accident that happened uh, back in October. AP report: The International Ice Hockey Federation announced Monday it is making neck guards mandatory for all levels of competition in the tournaments it runs, including the Olympics and Men's and Women's Worlds Championships. The mandate would not apply to professional leagues, including the NHL, which currently does not have any cut-proof safety requirements for players. Any sort of mandate in the NHL will require an agreement between the league and players' union, which has been discussing skate blade safety for years. The, uh, the, I, 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 the IIHF's move comes after the death of American Adam Johnson, whose neck uh, was cut by a skate blade during a game in England in late October. Johnson's death at age 29 is being investigated, and the on-ice tragedy has sparked significant debate around the sport about the need for more protection of the neck, wrist, and legs. The exact date of the IIHF neck guard mandate to go into place is still to be determined based on the supply of neck guards available. Um, NHL VP of Hockey Operations Rod P uh, Pasma addressed general managers last month on cut-proof equipment. Pasma said players have far more options than a decade ago 
including 10 or more choices for wrist, body, and Achilles tendon foot protection, but fewer options for the neck guards. Several NHL players, including Washington's TJ Oshie and Tampa Bay's Cole Kepke, have donned neck guards for season for games this season in light of Johnson's death. So looks like that may eventually become like the old hockey helmet was back in the late 80s, where it wasn't mandatory, and a lot of the guys were grandfathered, but eventually as these players you know, grew out of the league, players were all mandated to wear helmets, so might be the next line. I don't know, the neck guard that played hockey could be a little bit difficult, but like anything, you with protective equipment, you have to work it, your way into it and get used to it, but uh, we'll see what happens with that big dig. And just one more quick one, NFL commish Roger Goodell wants to ban the tush Push, Dylan Gwynn of Breitbart. Everybody's heard about this tush push. Not talking about a new move on the dance floor. Um, Dylan Gwynn of Breitbart. According to a report, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell wants to give the brotherly shove the old heave-ho. The play is essentially a schoolyard strategy in which the offense lines up for a quarterback sneak, except two pushers remain behind the quarterback to help push him through. The Eagles have used the play to great success in short-yarded situations and has become a staple of their offense. However, a source tells the Athletics' Diana Rossini that Goodell or wants the play done away with. As the New York Post reports, Goodell could get his wish, even given that the three members of the NFL's competition committee are NFC East rivals of the Eagles. Uh, what's especially odd in the copycat league is that a few, if any other teams, have duplicated the tush-push with anything close to the frequency or effect the Eagles have. Uh, in 2008, when the Dolphins began running the Wildcat, within weeks, virtually every team was featuring same some form of Wildcat formation. Maybe if more teams were sharing in the success of the tush-push, the commercial wouldn't feel uh, the need to ban it. Who knows? But it looks like the Eagles are going to need a, f- a new short yardage play after yesterday. But we'll see what happens. But uh, wow. Good uh, good, good stuff there, Big D. And that's a, a re- full report in sports. And I'll get back to you with one more at the end of the uh, hour. I mean, why, why would they want to ban something that a team does well just because the other teams can't do it? Like, figure it out. Pretty much. That's what I, exactly. Like. You know, um, <clears throat> well, I think it seems idiotic to me. Yeah, Seems J- idiotic that they would try to do that. Yeah, well, they, I know. But anytime there's some but kind Goodell's of Goodell's an you know, idiot, so yeah. Well, that's that's a given. But you know, <laughs> they, they, I guess they feel it's an unfair advantage. But you know, the guy. This is a guy who squats like five hundred something pounds, six hundred pounds. Quarterback Jalen Hurts, which is extremely unusual for an NFL quarterback. A lineman, that's par for the course. But for a, a, yeah. a quarterback, so anyway, we'll see what happens. We'll keep an eye on that, Big D. That's a wrap. All right, so very good. We'll do some more sports. Boy, I'm watching the um, Arlington, Virginia. There was a police officers were attempting to execute a search warrant at a house when supposedly a suspect discharged several rounds inside the home, including a flare gun, and then the entire house just explodes. I mean, just in, I mean, just explodes like you've never seen before. And my God, I hope the officers are all okay. There's no further reporting yet, but they were trying to execute a search warrant um, and uh, I mean, it just blows up into this massive fireball as the cops approach. I mean, it almost looks like a bomb, but I mean, I guess it could have hit the gas line if he yeah. set off. Mm-hmm. He sh- I, I don't, you know, again, the details are short, but man, oh man, the footage is just ghastly. And I just pray that the, uh, the officers are okay there. So, all right, we'll, we'll continue to follow that and see if there's any other uh, reporting out of that. Uh, I don't know where we are in time, Delgado. We got time to do a little uh, news can, here, we and we'll do, do some uh, more. Some quick news, if you want. All right, go ahead. Let it rip. Kind of jumping off of uh, some sports with Slick Rick. Uh, this story we reported on this a few months ago. I don't know if you remember talking about how the Army Navy game was being affected uh, by people getting canceled out of their hotel rooms 
up yeah. in Massachusetts. Well, now Senator Joni Ernst out of Iowa is demanding action from President Biden regarding border security after military families who booked rooms in Foxborough, which is a site for the 124th installment of the Army-Navy game, just received cancellation notices from hotels that are being used uh, by the state to house migrants. It's clear these cancellations are due to your administration's decision to ship illegal immigrants around the country to sanctuary cities at taxpayers' expense, she wrote. Now, due to your untenable border crisis, which has allowed nearly 8 million illegal immigrants entry into the country, veterans and future service members and their families will be unable to attend this year's game. Massachusetts has a right to shelter law, which ensures migrants and homeless families have some place to live. But it is flatly unacceptable, she says, for our military and veteran families to be displaced because of your administration's failure to secure our southern border. So there you have it. We told you this was coming. Unbelievable. All right, more news, Crazy Town. More news with David Zero. Sports all coming up. minutes past the hour on a Monday, getting the week started. Slick Rick's doing sports. David Zier's doing news. Rick Delgado's going to do news. Both of those will do news here in a second. But first, let's do crazy town. Biden had the, um, well, the new Kennedy Center honors, the honorees at the White House for a little, um, well, he says it's his favorite, uh, one of his favorite things to do. And um, just can't remember it. Well, I mean, it just didn't go. I mean, it just you got to listen to crank up the volume here, friend. But it just it doesn't go. It didn't go that well. So here we go. Kennedy Center honorees and Biden at the White House. Crazy town. Roll it, Aaron. Jill and I are honored, truly honored to host you uh, at one of our favorite events. A special thanks, by the way, to David Rubenstein. David. You're chairman of the board of the Kennedy Center, but you're a great friend, but you always step up and support the arts and the history of the nation. You're always there. I call him the Washington Monument. Remember when I got there? He rebuilt it. Anyway. Hilarious. And to all of you and supporters of the arts and the family and friends uh, of this year's honorees and my sister. Love that endures 60 years after his death, tragically, uh, anniversary was marked last month. In New York City, you can walk a few blocks and you can circle the earth in just a few blocks. And that's just one guy who makes everyone stop and laugh. <laughs> Billy Crystal. He played he played every form, in everyone's form. The Miracle Man. Miracle. <laughs> and the Princess for the Princess of Pride. Promise me he's not gonna primary me. It's not he could win. The Bee Gees. And I, I'm a fan. From those soulful hits in the 60s, I was a mere child. Over the course of four decades, their trademark falsettos and prolific songwriting have sold over 220 million albums and created 100, excuse me, created 1,000 songs, including songs for another superstar's performance. It's simple, simple human truths that their lyrics contain. 
so often capture and grip our hearts. Lyrics like, there's a certain kind of light that never shone on me from those hopelessly in love. Or, I've, I've kicked around since I was born about the Bay Bridge 19-year-old struck by a dead-end Sounds like job talking. was trying to stay alive. God love you, buddy. That's, God a, love that's incredible. <laughs> proof. Proof that all, of, of all I may have accomplished as Bee Gees, you know, Barry, I think you made it big. 50 years ago, August of 73, the Bronx, a new art form was born, inspired by spiritual sang as, as prayers of freedom. Gospel music heard in churches. Jazz played at speakeasies. Funk music in nightclubs. And over the past 50 years, hip-hop has become as unstoppable force in America and around, not just America, but around the world. Before I traveled from the Bronx to change the culture forever, before they did, it didn't take long <laughs> for, for, for now. He grew up in the Bronx, you know. Yeah, the know, racial jungle. Become known as <laughs> Queen Latifah. In the studio, she uh, rapped about everything from the pain of losing her brother, to the abuse of power, respect for black women, what respect for black women deserve. And by the way, with other movies and movies, she's earned a Golden Globe and a Primetime Enemy. Primetime Enemy? What? That's me. Was he thinking about Primetime Emmy? But as but as a point of privilege, uh, personal privilege, oh, I'd good. like to. I think there's a, a second place uh, for an honorary degree she received in 2011 Tragedy. from <laughs> Delaware State University. Tom and I have an ongoing running de debate about whether it's Howard or Delaware State the best institution. And thank the Lord God gave the gift to, to us and Diane Warwick. <laughs> Iconic Diane melodies, Warwick. verses, and albums, love songs, and anthems. It includes I Say a Little Prayer. Do you know the way to Ho San Jose? <laughs> you know the way to Jose? That group you know the way to Jose? John and Gladys Knight, also That's previous it. house center, or Kennedy Center honorees. That legend <laughs> recorded, they're just incredible what they've done. And what they did, they recorded, that's the friends are for. That's Dan Warwick. And that's all been introduced by a guy who couldn't carry a tune in a wheelbarrow. So God bless you all. May God protect our oh, troops. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Distinguished guests, please remain in your seat as the yeah. president and the, the first border. lady and the honorees depart. Look at Barry. Reminds me of a song I wrote called Tragedy years ago. That's what you want. Is he going to dance? I'm calling the psychic hotline at the on Warwick. I think he's getting lost. I don't even recognize Billy Crystal. Get him back I, to the home. What like, the hell was that? Billy Crystal looks like Colonel Sanders. What happened to him? <laughs> Get that hand up. He looked like old. Do you know the way to Jose? You mean <laughs> Cuervo? <laughs> another, you need another shot there, Joe, to get you through? That was a view. That was, that was it. <laughs> Is it nip time? <laughs> Do you know the way to Jose? <laughs> bum, 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 bum. When he's talking about the uh, when he's talking about the Bee Gees, he's in the middle of that. He says something, and then he says, "God love you, Billy." <laughs> you know, Billy Bee Gee, yeah. Billy Crystal Meth, Billy Peru, the, the forgotten Bee Gee, uh, Billy. And then he yeah. goes, and then he goes back to Benny. Then he goes back to Benny after that. You know, Benny. I mean, it's just yeah, it's the, it's the, it's the little real quiet moments where lives the real dementia. That's what you have to really listen yeah. for. <sighs>
Well, you know, because uh, like we we all caught the you know. Do you know the way to Jose San, San Jose? Um, and then wanna, when he, he wanna... refers to her as Diane Warwick. Diane Warwick, yeah. <laughs> And he won the uh, he won the gold he won the Goldman Globe right and he got oh, an enema right he got an, an enemy enema. he got an enema and uh, then he got his then he got his blood pressure check that was a, what a great what a great uh, what a great Goldman night Sachs gave all, all the that. awards that was a good crazy town towel hit the sack <laughs> thanks thanks Debbie <laughs> oh man that was just beautiful yeah. oh man. <sighs> And he's trying to say he's trying to talk about songs that were written. Oh my goodness! Do you know the way to Jose? <laughs> Jose, can oh, you see? Man. Oh, oh, don't worry oh, because you know. uh, Billy Crystal performed in everybody's homes. Oh. Is that what I he said? He says, "Yeah, they say a little prayer," and I'm thinking we're all saying a little prayer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jose or Jose B. Uh, my mind's going blank now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a oh tragedy. That is, uh, wow. Hey. Oh, boy. All right, let's do some news. Oof. News uh. is brought to you by 7Cells, seven 7Cells.com. Seven our code LFS6B saves you 20% off with checkout. Uh, what's going on, Delgado? Well, uh, I actually have video that the uh, the crew inside, Aaron and uh, Fran, downloaded of, of the inside of uh, Joe Biden's brain. Uh, let's go to that uh, from Virginia. This is uh, Joe Biden's brain. Oh, this. oh my God! Look at that! Wow, that's bad. Look, that's that. actually the explosion Damon's been talking about. Oh, that's holy Moses! I just hope the cops get out of there. That's oh insane. God! Please, let's hope. That's all I could hope. I for. think they were. I think I read somewhere they were approaching with an armored vehicle. I don't know if you could, if you go back to the very beginning of it. I don't know if you can. Uh, if you just before you play it, yeah, it's hard to tell. I don't know if there's an armored oh, vehicle there. I can right see there. there's. There's a yeah, car in the right driveway. In yeah. A nice house. It almost but, it uh, almost looks like it's you know like a like a Hollywood oh thing my or something. God. Oh, I'm not saying it is. I'm just right. saying that's what it kind of looks he, like. He put the gas stoves on. He knew it, they were coming it, and waited 20 be. minutes and yeah. shot the flare. Right? right. Shot the flare. Turned all the gas. Oh, yep. Could be a gas explosion. Well, according to this, oh, Tom be. Fitton here on People X. saying it's a major meth lab. I'm sorry, Rick. I'm really? just jumping in. I'm wow. just seeing, hearing that this was a major meth lab there you go. that police were about to shut down. So oh there's there's some couple theories out there about what this could have been. Yeah, and like you, you said, according to this, officers were attempting to execute a search warrant at the residence. The suspect discharged several rounds, and subsequently the explosion happened. Wow. Um just insane. Just insane video. Now, Jordan Schladel on Twitter says, I satellite mapped search and found the address. Got this guy as the homeowner. Sheesh. Um, we'll turn this into a thread with the other stuff I've uncovered. And it seems like the guy's got a YouTube channel. Uh, and it says on his, on his, I don't know, was this his LinkedIn the U.S. is the world's biggest terrorist. F the police. Urge them. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I don't want to jump to conclusions here. I don't want to, no. if this is the guy or not the guy, but right. Um, yeah, a bunch of stuff starting to come out on this, this uh, terrible explosion in Arlington, Virginia tonight. Hmm. 
So, all right, what else, all right. Delgado? All right, well, Republicans in the uh, House passed a bill prohibiting federal funding for housing illegals on federally managed land. The legislation introduced by Rep, uh, Representative Nicole Malatakis, and it received 224 votes. The bill was prompted by the Biden administration's policy of using National Park Service lands to house migrant camps, which was condemned by the House Committee on Natural Resources. According to this, uh, to Representative Malatakis of New York, she said, turning our federal uh, parks into encampments for unvetted migrants from all over the world is unfair to surrounding communities and to the taxpayers being forced to foot the bill while having their public spaces taken away. I've joined local and federal colleagues to use every legal and legislative tool at our disposal from lawsuits to legislation to stop Biden, uh, Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York, and New York City Mayor Eric Adams' administration from taking more open space from our citizens. And she said she appreciates the House Committee on National Resources coming to New York to see the grave misuse of federal land. So basically what they're doing is they're taking federal land, federal parks, you name it, and they're just going to turn them into uh, housing encampments for the uh, for the illegals, which sounds like a lot of fun. Um, also coming out of New York, um, and again, it's it's Representative Natal. Nicole Malatakis. Am I saying that right? Malatakis. Malatakis. All right. Uh, yesterday, she accused New York City of trying to stack voter rolls. How you say? By illegally registering migrants housed at the Staten Island shelter to cast ballots <laughs> in upcoming elections. She joined four other Staten Island Republicans, claimed the city contract with a nonprofit hired to run the shelter includes a stipulation that voter registration forms are to be distributed to asylum seekers staying there. I don't know why you have to be an American citizen to vote, uh, which they both called unlawful and underhanded. The 50, On page 50 of this contract, it says here, there is an entire section dedicated to voter registration, the congresswoman said in a press conference. We believe this is a smoking gun that proves what we've been saying all along, that the city intends to register non-citizens to vote, again, against the law. At issue is the city's contract with the organization that for Homes for the Homeless to operate the shelter on Staten Island. The contract was obtained via Freedom of Information law request, including the stipulation that the nonprofit, in accordance with the New York City Charter, shall provide and distribute voter registration forms to all persons with forms. Check this out, because they want to make sure everybody's inclusive here, Damon. Uh, the forms need to be available in Spanish and Chinese. So there you have it. Another way that the uh, the administration's Democrats across the board are trying to destroy the country yeah, and take and New York take allows illegals to vote in the New York citywide elections in the local small right. local elections, only that, yeah. but not in the statewide. No, not at all. But just just another or insane judiciary. move. Another insane move by liberal Democrats. Yeah. All right, more news with David Zier. Sports with Slick coming up before we wrap it up on a Monday night. Studio 6B on a Monday night. Glad you're in. 
Let's do some more news with David Zier. Of course, he's the host of Breaking Point, seen every Saturday morning, 8 a.m. right here on Real America's Voice. Make sure you check it out every Saturday morning, 8 a.m. Uh, and he joins us here during the week whenever he can, and we always appreciate that. Mr. Zia, what's going on with you? Uh, so much going on. I just wanted to correct what I said, and illegals aren't legally allowed to vote in New York, but legal non non-residents of the U.S., are allowed to vote in New York citywide elections. I think it's like 800,000 people. They passed that in 2021. Um, so illegal. How about Dick Durbin today, by the way? Speaking of illegals, oh did you hear Dick Durbin's brain, <laughs> uh, brainchild today? Yeah, they want you to join the military and then they'll yeah. give you amnesty. Sure. You know? There you go. Oh, perfect. So that's their goal of this whole thing, right? No allegiance to the country. Let's put him in the military. Oh, yeah, sure, of course. And then, well, yeah, great idea, little Dick. I mean, yeah, there's dumb of- and then there's Dick Durbin dumb. Yeah, and it's speaking like of uh, next um, level America haters, uh, the Department of Veterans Affairs, um, they were they, the VA was used to process 161,000 claims of medical and dental care for illegals, and while 50,000 plus illegals sleep on the street, I mean um, veterans sleep on the streets of America. What a slap in the face to the men and women uh, in uniform. So, and then Remington uh, has been manufacturing. Guns. They make the Remington 870, the iconic shotgun. Uh, they're cutting 300 jobs in upstate New York after being there for 195 years. They're moving to Georgia, where they say business is more conducive and friendly. It's also part of a bankruptcy deal in 2020. But 300 jobs are going to be lost up there. And uh, John Kerry, you know, is saying that we're going to phase out coal plants, but it's in response to the uh, conference of the party's 28th meeting. They call it the COP28, and. Um, the COP28 president, Sultan Al-Jabbar, of, in November of 2021 of this year, said there's no science behind a call to phase out fossil fuels. Uh, so a, a demand, they say, uh, will determine the outcome on the success of this UN climate conference. Um, but uh, John Kerry says they want to close all of the coal burning plants. Uh, but you can't. Because, you know, as my many discussions uh, with great guys like Steve Gorham and Dave Walsh and um, everything, uh, anybody who knows anything about the conventional system and, and our, uh, one of our um, processing, uh, one of our electric grid companies, uh, PJM, who creates 13% of America's electricity or 22% of America's electricity in 13 states, um, is going to phase up 50% of coal plants in the next five years. It's going to be very detrimental to the power grid because renewables can't create in the high temperatures and the low temperatures the output that they need, which is going to mean there's going to be rolling blackouts in the United States. And for Kerry to say we're going to phase out all fossil fuel uh, is very, very irresponsible. And uh, the renewables are only good to a point. And you cannot replace the conventional electric grid. You need that constant electric current. And it's only from uh, gas combustion plants and from coal and nuclear, which the environmentalists hated. Uh, I don't know what happened. Now, all of a sudden, they want nuclear. Um, But, you know, you can't do it uh, with renewables and have a reliable energy grid. Um, Also, uh, Biden is fining uh, trucking companies $700,000 for asking for documentation uh, for its workers, that they're legally here in the United States. And, um, you know, just another blow to private business um, and people's rights to, uh, God forbid you ask somebody for ID. And uh, it's Transport Management Services. Um, they were stellar examples of Tennessee's robust transportation sector, according to the Gateway Pundit today. They're getting a $700,000 fine. Um, 
and uh, the other company is Covenant Transport that's involved with this. And uh, it's an anti-discrimination provision of the Immigration and Nationality Act. Uh, they claim this was violated. Uh, very sad uh, for these companies that are already almost going out of business nationwide. The trucking industry is taking it on the chin. They absorb increased health insurance costs, the price of diesel, their chain, the supply chain, the vaccines for truck drivers. They need vaccines to go into California and all the issues that they've been hammered with. And then you got inflation and then you've got a lower brick and mortar, you know, sales uh, in retail across the country. They're really uh, taking it on the chin. And, um, you know, it's uh, really crazy uh, what's going on there. And uh, these Hamas assaults on women um, these stories of rape uh, that took place uh, of the of these women that are, were being held hostage in Israel. Very, very sad. If you check out uh, today's New York Post, um, you know, they were screaming to be killed instead of being raped. Uh, so this is very sad. But go to the New York Post. It's too graphic to really talk about, but I think people should be aware of how Hamas operates uh, in our world here. And... Uh, really terrible, terrible stuff. And um, I'll have more for you. I'll be back tomorrow night. Yeah. The thing to watch would be the, um, it's hard to tell on any given night, which member of the squad is the worst person in the world. But this weekend it was uh, Jaya Paul. Yeah. Who was on CNN with Dana bad. Did you see it Delgado? Yeah. Yep. I saw it. She's talking about, well, you have to put it in context. Really? Rape, rape belongs in context now. Rape and murder uh, of innocent women. Um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to say, uh, if anybody needs to be expelled from Congress, let's start with her. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's do some more sports before we wrap it up. Sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell and uh, my pillow. Use our code LFS6B at checkout. Slick Rick, what's going on? All right, Big D, get you caught up on that Monday night football game. Good one. Tied at 14, 12 and a half to go in the third quarter. Uh, the Bengals, good night tonight. Joe Mixon with two touchdowns, the running back, and former Washington QB Jake Browning. What do you think about that one, Big D? 185 yards, 18 of 20 tonight. So everybody's looking for Joey Burrow, and, uh, well, Jake is having a pretty dark good game. It's early yet. Jaguars really need this game. They're going to want to try to be the top seed in the uh, AFC now that Kansas City went down. They want to maintain that that angle. So, we'll see about that. We'll give you a full report tomorrow night. Big upset in the NBA. Indiana Pacers. Well, not big upset, but upset. Uh, Indiana Pacers over the Boston Celtics 122-112 and the uh, Pelicans and Kings, they have a 10 p.m. tip. NHL action. Canadians over to Kraken, 3-2, 5 to go there in the third, 10 to go in the third. Jets lead the Hurricanes, 2-1. Capitals, 5-0 over the Coyotes, end of one. Oof, goal score game there. Flyers, 2-1 in a shootout over the Penguins. And uh, the Lightning blanked the Stars tonight, 4-0 that win final. Golden Ice and Blues, also 10 p.m., puck drop. Uh, and that's some good news for Florida State University. Actually, let's talk about the ladies uh, undefeated. Florida State beats Stanford to win Women's College Cup. AP Report, Cary, North Carolina. Freshman Jordan Dudley and Jody Brown scored 26 seconds apart in the first half as Florida State beats Stanford 5-1 to tonight for the program's fourth national championship, all coming since 2014. Florida State 
22-0-1, another Florida State undefeated team, became the first undefeated champion in over a decade, joining, joining the 2011 Stanford squad that went 23-0. The Seminoles and Cardinals, 20-1-4, and made history in the first NCAA Division I Women's National Championship game, pitting two undefeated teams. So congratulations to the ladies of Stanford and the Seminoles. They got a little bit of good news after getting snubbed by college football playoff. A lot of folks are giving pushback in the chat, Big D, but I think they made the right call. It's about the ratings. It's about the rankings. And like you said, that spread against Georgia, 14 points. That's awfully eye-opening considering Alabama, who is justifiably there, is going to be playing uh, on championship weekend. That's a wrap in sports. Big D, back to you. I mean, the difference in the quarterback play, I mean, you can't you can't even yeah. measure that. I mean, they would get they would get murdered in any game against any one of those three teams. So, I mean, it's got to be competitive. Uh, I, I understand. I understand they go undefeated in their conference championship first time that, that a power five school ever doesn't make it. But, you know, the other the other problem for Florida State that was working against them is this is the last year of the uh, of the four next year to go to the big playoff yeah. deal. So, you know, the committee didn't have to worry about setting some precedent this year that they weren't going to want to live with in the coming years because they don't have to worry about this. That's so right. everything lined up and it was, you know, I feel bad for Florida State, but I think, I think they probably shouldn't be there given their current team and uh, I think how they would probably do in that game. I agree. So, all right, as always... We salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines protecting us. Let's hope those first responders are okay in Virginia. Thanks, everybody, on the show. Thanks, Slick. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Fran. Thanks, everybody. Uh, have a good night, everybody. We will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m., right here live from Studio 6B.